Robert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. All right, Dynamo Country, we have breaking news straight off the desk of Mark Berman from Fox 26. Mark writes on Twitter, MLS sources say New York businessman Ted Seagal, or Siegel, has reached an agreement to buy the Houston Dynamo FC and Houston Dash from controlling owner Gabriel Brenner. Seagal is the founder and president of New York City-based EJS Group, a real estate development and finance company. Now, uh, Brenner joined the Dynamo in 2008, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> we know how that's gone, All right? Bought him out in 2015, and ever since, we've been shit. So, who the actual fuck is this Theodore Seagal? And is he related to Steven? Because I want to know that fact. Before we go into talking about who Seagal is and what could possibly happen with our club, Let's talk about Gabriel Brenner. So Brenner is worth approximately $350 million. According to Berman, this is a $400 million deal, so he made $50 million. However, that doesn't necessarily mean he made $50 million because the Dynamo operate with an annual loss of about $6 million. So if he's owned the team for six years... He's lost approximately $36 million, but then there's revenue sharing and TV deals. So who, who knows what the actual loss is? I know most of the clubs in MLS do lose money every year. We are not a uh, financially solvent league. We're not all operating in the black. Most of us are in the red. So the club's valued at $280 million, according to the internet, and that was a year ago. Uh, our annual revenue stream apparently is around $23 million. And like I said before, we operate at a loss of around $6 million per year. Now, Brenner is not out. I know people have been clamoring for him to get the fuck out of my club, but he's not leaving. He's, his majority shares were bought out according to what I've read, which means Gabriel Brenner is still technically a minority owner of the Houston Dynamo, if this is true. But Silverstein is gone. He's leaving. De La Hoya and James Harden are going to stay and keep their shares, their stake in the club, from what I've read. All this could change. This is, like I said, this is 25 minutes old. And it hit me. Fucking owner profile. Has it been done? Who is Ted Seagal? Well, let's let's get into this. There's not a lot on this guy. I, I, did, a, I did a dive. Not a deep one, but I started Googling him. And there's a lot of fucking Ted Seagals out there. He goes by he goes by Ted, but his real name is Theodore, you know. So Ted Segal is the founder and president of EJS Group. Like I said, EJS purchases property, redevelops, and they lend money. So they are a development and finance company based out of New York City, which makes me wonder how he found us. I think I think he looked at us as a an unpolished gem. Huge market, huge Hispanic population you know, a club that's been underperforming and under-supported by the city for a while now. So to him, I think this is a development project. But what do I know? I'm not a billionaire. So prior to uh, founding EJS, Mr. Seagal was vice president at LS Power Equity Advisors. He focused on mergers and acquisition transactions, as well as project development opportunities in the United States power generation sector. 
So he built power plants and bought and sold other things. From 2009 to 2013, this guy was an associate at a law firm. So eight years ago, this guy was an associate lawyer. I'm sure he did very well. He worked in the Project Finance Practice Group and represented developers, private equity sponsors, financial institutions, doing things like financing projects and acquiring different finances. Again, a focus in the power generation sector. So he's been around this development industry, and obviously he knows what he's doing. He just bought a professional sports team. Seagal graduated magna cum laude with special honors from George Washington University with a bachelor's in political communication, and he earned his law degree from the NYU School of Law, where he also served as the colloquium editor of the New York University Environmental Law Journal. So he's reached, according to the internet, an agreement to buy our club, our one and only club, for about $400 million. So like I said, Brenner's going to maintain a, a minority stake. De La Hoya and Hardin will also maintain a stake. But Silverstein's out. Now, Seagal also bought the Dash. Okay, I think everything combined, I, I can't give you a, a ballpark figure. But, you know, the stadium, the team, and all that, the teams, we, we've got to combine be worth about $400 million. So if that's the case, he got his money's worth. Are we worth that? Fuck no. No, we're not. It's America. Everything's inflated. And we pay people seven fifty an hour to work full time. Um, yeah, I know. People are like, get a better job. Go back to school. Sometimes life kicks you in the ass and you can't. But back to Mr. Seagal. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hopefully he's Stephen's brother. So he's a lawyer by trade. He deals with real estate and financing. So he's a numbers guy. Brenner was also a real estate developer. So take that how you will. Six months ago, as you know, we unveiled a new crest, a new brand. We rebranded the Dash. We figured this has got to help make us more marketable. And to be honest, I like our logo more now. I do. A thousand percent more. I do. I thought the old Houston Dynamo one was, was a little much, kind of cartoonish. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't the worst. Certainly wasn't the best. But I like the new one. It's, it's simple. It's clean. It's got a hexagon. Who the fuck doesn't like hexagons? Now, the biggest thing that I think Seagal is going to have to overcome is convincing the fans that he's here to win, and this is not a monetary investment, which do not get that wrong. He's a millionaire, possibly a billionaire, couldn't find his net worth. If you find it, let me know. He didn't get this way because he does things for fun. He does things for money. This is a business to these businessmen. Stop, stop thinking it's not. However, success in this business is also predicated on performance. People do not want to watch shitty performances. Nobody goes to Broadway because the actors suck. We go because they're 
They're wonderful people, lovely young thespians. You know, I used the word thespian today, and a coworker of mine looked at me and they said, he's gay? And I said, Jesus, no, man, thespian, thespian is not lesbian. Very different. And also, he couldn't be a lesbian. So I work with smart people. I do not. I don't at all. So we are predicated on winning. Because if you win, people come watch. Period. Can we flip our operating loss around? Absolutely. Can we improve our revenue? Fuck yes. Now, can we compete up? Can we compete revenue-wise with the team whose stadium holds 50 or 60,000? No. You can't. So they do revenue sharing in caps. So it can be somewhat so there can be parity in the league. Now, for Mr. Seagal, Mr. Seagal, if you are listening to this, I am going to give you the lowdown on what derelicts like me want you to do in order to return our club to its glory. First of all, you're going to have to show us you understand the game. I guarantee you Gabriel Brenner was also a fan of soccer, but Gabriel Brenner's net worth was only $350 million. I say that and I use the word only. So Brenner is not worth what this club is worth. This would have been, I guess, is probably his largest his largest holding. And it does mean something to Gabriel Brenner. Otherwise, he wouldn't have maintained his uh, spot as a minority holder. So I think the first thing Mr. Seagal can do is to get as far away from our fucking former front office as possible. Bring in new people. If you're going to try to attempt to win like Brenner and Jordan have been doing, it's obvious that their system doesn't work. Can you win with the fourth lowest payroll? Yes, it's hard. We've talked about winning different. Okay, You're going to have to do that. Second, you are going to have to win these fans back. You're going to have to put asses in those orange seats up there off of Emancipation Avenue in order to improve your revenue stream and make this a project where... Your value is not fueled only by inflation. It's also fueled by your performance. To go from a lawyer to president of a fucking hundred million dollars worth of company, that's a big deal. This is a smart man. There is, no, there is no guy that runs a company like this in the world that is not smart or cunning or a criminal. Maybe he's all three. If he was all three, you know we'd be fucking mustard going into next year. Because he would work the angles, he'd bend the rules, he might break them. Might send some of his goons over there to make MLS accidentally give us one more DP slot. So we can go, hey guys, look, we have four spots without a DP now. What do you think of that? What do I think of this? Whoo, be careful what you wish for, and the devil you know. What do you mean? We don't know what this guy brings. He's a New York guy. He's a Northeast guy. Which I am too. And if you're listening... I guess you like me as well. He's a Northeast guy. What is his involvement with the sport? What does he know about it? What does he like? Who does he support? Who does he look up to? These are all questions we're going to want to know answers to. How did you find us? Because we haven't really been relevant, I guess, since 2018 when we won the Open Cup. How'd you find us? What's your goal here? What do you want out of this? I know it's to make money. But can we just cross our fingers and hope that it's to win and make money? In order to buy an MLS club and win, you have to have fuck off money, which is where you have enough money that you can tell anybody in the world to fuck off and do what you want with it. 
you got to have money to burn. I don't think Brenner ever had that. I think he thought he could balance the books and win. You can, but not when you only sell out half the stadium during your home matches and not when basically an entire year is lost to a virus. It's hard to do. I can't believe it sold for $400 million. It's a lot of money in the age of COVID. But you are seeing now these uh, Orlando's been sold, right? Real Salt Lake's on the market. The New Jersey Devils are on the market. You're seeing a lot of clubs in different sports that couldn't do it. They need someone with deeper pockets. And I hope that's what Seagal has. I hope he's got deeper pockets in Brenner. I hope he hires a front office that's analytical, that looks at the small things, that we really invest in our scouting and our academy. Because guys... An academy player signed to a homegrown contract and then sold, aside from the cost that you spent paying their coaches to train them, that's all money. That's all generated money because, yes, they're players, but they're also assets. They have a price tag fixed to them based upon what they can do. And I think when he looks at our roster, he's going to see we have some guys with little price tags that do a lot. Tyler Pasher. There's an example. Memo is relatively cheap. Boney's cheap. He's also a thousand years old. But then we have dead weight. And we have players that take up a portion of the payroll and don't really contribute. I'm not going to name them. You know who they are, one in particular. So we're not going to sit here and we're not going to harp on him and him and him. You know who they are. And they need to go. They need to go to move this club forward and, and really have a vision. I don't know if Gabriel Brenner ever had a vision. I don't know what it was. I know I see pictures of him in a, an orange polo and khakis. Yo, you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Dress like it. I wear that shit out on dates. Not an orange polo. Who the fuck wears that? It's gross. Yeah, I like orange and black, but if I put orange on with a khaki, I look like a, I look like a fucking fruit. Not a gay person. Like an actual orange. Like a tangerine. And not because I'm round. It's because I'm prickly. So this is huge news. This is just coming out. Lots of things can go wrong. Don't get too excited. Don't put all your cigars in one basket because this could fall through. There's a lot of stuff that's got to happen in order for this to really, really happen. I do hope it's positive. It seems like... I get the feeling it is, but I don't think it's going to be as positive as some people want it to be. I don't think that's going to happen until we really start showing back up and we really start generating a positive revenue stream because the club did move here from San Jose. We already had a good squad when they moved and we won two titles. And after that, nothing. A U.S. Open Cup in 2018. So we know we can win. We just really haven't done it with a squad created here. We haven't, but let's let's hope we can. He seems like a smart man. He's been extremely successful. I wish I knew what his net worth was. I know that his EGS group, the group that he's president of, it said their typical development deals range from 75 to $500 million, and their financing department runs loans anywhere from, I think it was $10 million to $75 million. So that's nothing to... That's nothing to sneeze at. My fault. Loans of $10 million to $50 million. 
So their their credit angle, their credit company gives out loans in the 10 to $50 million range. And their development group focuses on <clears throat> development costs of 75 to 500 million. So the money's there. The money's there. The economy's booming right now, kind of. For Wall Street, it is. Let's just hope that if this goes through, this does not, this isn't worse than it, we, what we had. I mean, can it be worse? Yes. We could be dead last every year. But let's hope, let's cross our fingers and our toes and whatever else you can cross. Cross your legs. Cross your legs, lady. So, guys, that's it. It's me, your host, Finister. This is the Houston Dynapod Podcast. Owner profile, baby. Coming at you fresh. Get up there for the game on Saturday. Support, rate, review, like the show. Do what you do, but don't step on my shoes, playa. Check you guys later. Go Dynamo. Albert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. 